This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. As part of that interleague schedule, we'll play games in St. Louis. Cardinals will also come to the Astros. That fastball's on the inside corner for strike three, and that is the ball game. Houston Astros get their first win of the Grapefruit League schedule, defeating the Atlanta Braves this afternoon by a final of 5-2. to two. I think the, the pitching stood out more than anything else. Uh, the way we saw Brandon Bailey, Ralph Garza to end things. We saw some good things from Pinales, Goodwan, and Valdez all around. A really good pitching effort by the Astros this afternoon. Now, another Astros podcast. And greetings from Fit Team Ballpark of the Palm Beaches in West Palm Beach, Florida, where today the Houston Astros continue their spring training schedule, taking on the New York Mets. Astros with a great day yesterday. A split squad wins against the Braves, 5-2 to two here in West Palm Beach, and they beat the Mets 10-1 to in Port St. Lucie yesterday as the Astros are now 2-1 and one on the spring. Mets are 1-1. One and one. Time for today's pitching matchup brought to you by Houston Methodist, the official health care provider for the Houston Astros. Houston Methodist leading medicine. Justin Verlander on the mound for the Astros today. And with Justin Verlander, I mean, I think he's on the team, right? You know, he's got an outside chance to be the fifth <laughs> starter, I believe. Uh, that's the way it's slated right now when you look at the calendar. He, he lines up perfectly for the fifth game of the year. No, seriously, I mean, J- Justin Verlander, it's a treat to watch him pitch and go about his business each and every game. And, and uh, when you watch him go about, even in spring training, it's methodical, it's meticulous, and, and he's going to get his work in, and he's going to do it the right way. Meanwhile, the Mets, pretty good starter of their own going today. Noah Syndergaard making his first start of the spring, one of, one of the hardest throwers in baseball. Yeah, you got to really gear it up uh, early on. You can't miss. You can't foul balls off that are hittable because he's got the put-away pitches once he gets ahead in the count. Uh, but it's an early test in spring training, so the guys like Springer and Altuve, the guys at the top of the lineup today, hopefully will set the tone. We'll be back with more of Astro Launch right after this. Astro's 28 game plans are on sale now. Visit the plan and seat locations that work best for you with the 28-game weekend plan, the 28-game series plan, and the 24-game weekday plan. Call 713-259-8402 or visit astros.com slash season tickets for more information today. Welcome back. Astros getting set to take on the Mets here in West Palm Beach. Case of the game brought to you by Honda. Visit your local Greater Houston Honda dealers for great deals on all models. Official sponsor of the Houston Astros. And uh, we'll be interested to see both of these starters go today, Verlander and Syndergaard, even though it'll be pretty brief for both of them. Also looking forward to seeing Forrest Whitley get on the mound today. Yeah, he's supposed to follow Verlander in this game. And in the the buzz has been around Forrest Whitley for now for about a year and a half, and he's the best pitching prospect in all of baseball. And it's, it's not a matter of if but when uh, he makes his debut as a major leaguer. He's going to be very excited out there. I, I would imagine he'll overthrow a couple of pitches, but uh, poise is one of his attributes. He's got five or six pitches that he can uh, throw at any time. So uh, it's going to be fun to watch him. It's going to be a lot of progression for Forrest Whitley, but he's going to be a mainstay. Up next, we'll hear from Abraham Toro in camp for the first time with the Astros on the big league side. But now this from your local station. What's even easier than hitting a home run into the Crawford boxes? Deep to left field, and you can kiss that goodbye into the Landry's Crawford boxes. How about cracking open a delicious Crawford box? 
Carbox Crawford Bach pairs perfectly with peanuts, stadium dogs, and a good seventh inning stretch. Plus, a portion of the proceeds from each beer goes to the Astros Foundation to support community initiatives. So root, root, root for the Astros with a cold Crawford Bach this season. Welcome back. Robert Ford joined by Abraham Toro in Big League Camp for the first time. And that's always a, a big milestone for, for any player. You, first you want to get drafted and, and signed and uh, then get to a full season team and, and keep moving up. But uh, Big League Camp, that's, 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 one of the, that's one of the big ones, isn't it? Yeah, it is. I mean, uh, I was working for it. That was one of my goals that uh, I set earlier in 2018 for the next year. And then just being here, it's, it's, it's a great honor to be in like, such a great organization. How did you find out that you were going to be in Big League Camp? Uh, they told me, like, I think early January. Mm -hmm. I was pretty excited, and, and, you know, now I'm here. You played mostly uh, third base last year. I know you've seen some time at first base in the first game of, of the spring on Saturday. And you also saw some time at catcher, because I know when the Astros drafted you, that was something they talked about. But at this point, more more f first base, third base for you? Yeah, um, I played mostly. Last year I played only third base. Now yeah. they they told me I was going to play a little, little first base, but, I mean, I'm, I'm just ready whatever position they put me in. What was the catching experiment like for you, uh, what, I guess it was a couple of years ago now? Uh, yeah, it was 2017, and, you know, I was trying to, trying to uh, kind of new at it, just trying to get some reps, and at, at the end of the year, I got way better, but, you know, didn't catch at all last year, but if ever they need me there, I'll, I'll be ready. You grew up in Canada. You're Venezuelan and you speak English, Spanish, and French. So how did your family, first of all, wind up going from yeah. Venezuela to Quebec? They moved before you were born, right? Yeah. They moved in 95, so that was one year before I was born. Uh -huh. They they liked the country, so they decided to stay there, and, and then like a year later, I, I was born. What was it like growing up as a Venezuelan in a French-speaking country, yeah. or a French-speaking province, yeah. rather. So at home, I uh, mostly speak Spanish, you know, with my family coming from Venezuela, obviously. And then at school, uh, just all my friends, they, they all you speak French, so I kind of grew up speaking both language and English. So I was later on, like at school, I kind of learned it on, on the way. So you learned English more more in school, whereas the other two you kind of learned speaking just, just with your parents or, or with friends? Yeah, yeah, English. I would say I was fluent maybe by, by 14, 15. That was kind of when I was fluent at English. You went to junior college in uh, Oklahoma. How did you wind up going from Canada to, to Oklahoma for junior college? Um, so uh, one of my coaches when I was younger used to go to Oklahoma, and, like, I know him pretty good. And he just talked about, like, the school, and, and he said well, how great of a school went, it was. And he just talked about it. They contacted me, and that's how I got a scholarship there, yeah. So baseball was always your, your number one sport? Yeah, I play uh, other sport. I play a little bit of soccer, a little bit of volleyball, but uh, baseball was was the one I really liked the most. You've gotten to know a couple of pretty well-known big leaguers who've come from Quebec. Russell Martin, who I understand you've worked out with in the past, and, and Eric Gagne, who's a really good closer. Uh, how did you develop relationships with those guys? Was it just the baseball community in Quebec's pretty small? Yeah, it, it is a pretty small community. Uh, actually, Russell Martin, uh, Russell Martin, that was the first time this offseason I met him. Mm -hmm. uh, I got to hit with him. He, he gave me some good knowledge about the game, so, so that was pretty cool. And, and then Gagne, I know him from a little bit, like maybe four years ago. He, mm -hmm. he uh, owns a B45 company, so, and that I swing those, those bats, so that's how I know him. And he got me swing those bats, and I love him. So you swing bats that are made by a pitcher? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's kind of... 
Odd, but yeah. So did you have any uh, favorite baseball teams growing up? I imagine you're probably, I mean, the Expos were around when you, you were really young, but do you even have really any memories of that? Yeah, well, uh, the Expos, uh, I like them. The last time they were there, I was I was eight years old. I was mm -hmm. always cheering for them. And then whenever they left, I was, I wouldn't say I have a favorite team. I was kind of cheering for, it was the Angels because I like Vladdy. Mm -hmm. And sometimes uh, Boston. I, I would switch it up, yeah. Well, good to have you here with the Astros, Abraham Toro. Good to see you in big league camp for the first time. Yeah, thank you. Astros leading the Mets 4-1 to one in the split squad action in Port St. Lucie. Bench coach Joe Espada managing that split squad in Port St. Lucie. A.J. Henchtang here in West Palm Beach. So when I got here this morning, uh, there was about six or seven of the guys that were going back there from the minor leagues to, to go on the bus to Port St. Lucie to, to kind of back up, right? And there's this one dude that I shook hands with, and he introduced himself, and his name was Grandin. And I'm looking at him up now. It's Grandin Getzman, 6'4", and he's got away 245. This dude is a house. What position does he play? He's an outfielder, I believe. 2-1 is high, and it's a 3-1 count to Alvarez. I mean a linebacker. <laughs> he's a house, and he's got tattoos all over his neck, all down his arms, and they say that the only person in baseball that has that same exit velocity as Grandin Getzman is Giancarlo Stanton. What? Nobody hits the ball harder. He ran out. I mean, he, he was a, originally a high school signed by the Tampa Bay Rays, played last year for uh, a bit of a time with the St. Louis Cardinals. Now the Astros picked him up, and they feel like they, they can help him, you know, get rid of some of the swing and miss and, and the ground ball issues that he's had, get the ball in the air and take advantage of this exit velocity. I mean, you use exit velocity and Giancarlo Stanton and that guy's name in the same sentence. I'm, I'm listening. So it's Getzman, G-O-E-T-Z-M-A-N. Keep an eye on that. What's his first name again? Grandin. Grandin mm -hmm. Getzman. Okay. He almost broke my paw when he shook my hand. <laughs> Top of the fourth inning, the Astros lead 5 to nothing. Steve Sparks here with Robert Ford. New pitcher is going to be Corbin Martin. But before we get to him, we want to introduce Allison Footer, longtime baseball writer. And you've been here in Camp Allison uh, since the beginning of spring training. So you're sick of A.J. Hinch, we know, because we are. <laughs> We've only been here three days. I'm sick of a couple of people, but A.J. Hinch is definitely not one of them. He's not one of them, is he? <laughs> he's easy, isn't he? Uh, he's the best. I've worked with about uh, maybe six managers, maybe yeah. more. Um, and I have my favorites, and A.J. is definitely among the best. He's um, Who is your least favorite? Uh, well, Cecil Cooper. <laughs> I <guess we> could <laughs> say it. <laughs> I didn't not real controversial. I didn't expect you to answer that. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, not a big secret. <laughs> That's funny. Well, Corbin Martin, what, what can you tell us about Corbin Martin? We know he went to Texas A&M. We know he's very highly thought of. He is extremely highly, highly thought of. And the thing that really has struck me as uh, someone who's been in the Astros clubhouse for a few days now is that the players that are not expected to make this team could form a pretty nice all-star team down yeah. the road. So, you know, in a lot of camps, you've got um, a lot of guys that have been around a long time, a lot of non-roster invites that have some major league experience and are now, you know, kind of at the tail end of their careers. But in uh, with the Astros, it's uh, it's a totally different. It's all prospects and amazing talents, and Corbin Martin's one of them. Yep. Here's Ozzy Albies warm, or starting things off for the Braves here in the fourth inning. He's one for one so far, had a solid single back in the first. This pitch he hits hard as well, but it's gobbled up by the second baseman, Rojas, and he throws him out for the first out. Uh, what do we hear from Framber Valdez after his two innings of uh, no-run baseball? It was a little adventurous, though. Yeah, we kind of, uh, you know, it's one of those spring trainee um, 
kind of outings. Um, and he said, you know, the fastball command, he's got to be a little bit better with it. And it's uh, it's very early in the spring, of course. But, um, you know, he, he said he felt, you know, pretty good, but he knows that he has things to work on. And he's just, uh, you know, repetition. And the more he gets out there, then the more comfortable he's going to be. This is not unusual for this time of year. No. Martin throws a good slider and is swung through by Adam Duvall, who's 0 for 1. Astros lead 5 to nothing. We're talking to Allison Footer. Um, when you're talking about this team and you talked about how good they are for the guys who aren't even going to make this team, the player development, especially on the pitching side, has been very impressive, isn't it? At, at, yeah, and when Jeff Luno took over uh, in 2011 into 2012, that was his uh, determination that he wanted to make it uh, you know, a very pitcher-heavy minor league system. I mean, you need everybody, obviously. They've, they've also drafted some really good hitters. But, um, yeah, whatever they do, and I call it like their like, mad scientist weird stuff that they do upstairs <laughs> that I don't know about. And, you know, the, every time I talk to a, a pitcher, I, I say, I'm not asking you to give up any family secrets, but. <laughs> <laughs> but you trick them. Well, you trick well, them into telling you. I'm trying to get a little bit of information on just exactly what they're doing with these guys when they come here that makes them so good. Um, the future is very bright for this team. When you think about a team, after that pop-up to right field makes it two away, here's Alejandro Salazar. When you think about having so many pitchers, you know, you can turn them into other pieces. You know, But if you're able to develop and everybody's going to need more pitching and everybody feels like they're going to need more pitching, but... They're going to be assets and pawns later on. Right. And the whole, during the offseason, everybody was um, a little maybe upset, up in arms, whatever you want to call it, that the Astros didn't acquire more starting pitching from the outside. I mean, they did lose some key arms to free agency, Lance McCullers Jr. with his surgery. But I thought, you know, Forrest Whitley may not make this team uh, out of spring training, but we put so much emphasis on what that opening day roster looks like. Yeah. When over the course of the six months, of course, they're going to need 10, 12 more guys than the 25 they're going to start with. Um, and I think that we're going to see Forrest Whitley. And to me, that's a better midseason acquisition than any offseason acquisition. Martin ahead of the count on Salazar, one and two now. He's throwing some some cheddar, 95 miles per hour on that last fastball. And he's, he's combining a good breaking ball with it, too. Yeah. First pitch slider was filthy. He's not afraid. And what I've seen from Corbin Martin, it just looks like he thinks he's ready, and he probably is. Here's the one, two. Slider misses outside this time. It's two and two. Yeah, A.J. Hinch said he doesn't get a lot of swings and misses, and this is a little different because he talks about him like he's not a huge guy, um, and he's not a guy that throws 95, and he both is a very big guy and a hard thrower. Um, yeah, that was interesting. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, you know, why doesn't he strike out more? Because when you look at the stuff, so it's got to be sequencing or maybe falling behind in the count. You've got to get ahead of the count to strike him out. Struck this guy out, Salazar. <laughs> Scott Allison, you might stick around another half inning. That was too quick. I would love to. Well, Bryce Wilson, the new pitcher for the Atlanta Braves. We're in the bottom of the fourth inning. The Astros scored four times in the third to make it five to nothing over the Braves. And the new pitcher is going to be righty Bryce Wilson, who got a just a little taste of the big leagues last year. Just three games, one start for the Atlanta after spending time in three spots in high A, double A, and triple A. Got a little taste last year, seven innings. Had a lot of walks, six walks and six strikeouts. A very small sample size. We'll see what he's got. He'll face three, four, five in the order. Correa, Gurriel, and Torino scheduled. We're joined by Allison Footer. Allison, you were an Astros employee as well as a beat writer. And uh, how, many, how many Astros spring trainings is this for you now? Oh, gosh. This is probably, this, is, this will be my 23rd season, and I didn't go to spring training my first season. Okay, so 20, <laughs> 22nd spring training. There we go. That's the sort of math I can do. Why don't you just ask her how old she is? 
<laughs> Fastball misses inside. I leave that to away. you, Steve. <laughs> but, you know, many of those were in Kissimmee, so it seemed like maybe a few more spring trainings. <laughs> There's a squibber back to the mound, fielded by Wilson after a, a momentary bobble, but he corrals it and throws out Correa, and there's one away. I haven't well, been here a whole lot. You know, in my recent duties for Major League Baseball, I kind of travel around a little bit. So this ballpark is really awesome. Where does yeah. it rank for you? Because it's been a long time since I've been in Arizona now, yeah. and there's a lot of great ballparks. There are. But where does this one rank? Is it as good as most that you've seen? Um, I would say for the Florida um, ballparks, for sure. Well, our first look at Seth Beers. He comes to the plate. Last year's first rounder by the Astros takes the first pitch slider for strike one. So he hits for Gurriel here. Nobody on, nobody out. How many beer jokes do you think Jeff Blum is making right now on the oh television gosh. broadcast? Take, take the over. Sophomoric at best. <laughs> Fastball misses up and away. It's one on one. I'm sure he hasn't heard any of them. Yeah, that's Seth exactly beer. right. You know beer. <laughs> yeah. Every time somebody says something, he's just going, yeah. Just grins. Just get it out of the way, guys. Grins and flips you off at the same time. There's a number over to the second baseman. Albie's got it. Sidearm throw gets Beer, and there's two away. You know, I saw Seth Beer on the backfields earlier. Uh, Josh James was throwing live VP, and James left the, left the fastball up, and Beer took it out to right field, and so he tapped it. Yeah, I mean, his power. I mean, obviously, we knew about his power, right? And we've seen some video of him and things like that, but just to see it in person was really impressive. Sparky, I think you need to be cut off. <laughs> Here's Jamie Ritchie batting for the first time. Ritchie, a right-handed batter, hits for Torinos. Ritchie, a, a versatile player as well. Good bat. Jamie Ritchie leans over the inside corner. Pitch from Wilson's upstairs. What are and we were asking Chandler Rome this yesterday? What are some things you try to do to get to know all the different people in camp early in camp? <laughs> Wait for them to sit at their lockers so I can see their nameplates <laughs> above their lockers. Number one, um, but yeah, you just kind of try to work the room a little bit. Uh, it's not the easiest thing when you come in as a little bit of a stranger, um, and you just try to get to know them. You know, you you, you sort of you, you read their bios, you see where they're from, you see where they went to college, if they went to college, um, and then you just kind of go from there. To see if you have some kind of common ground that you can just start start a conversation and work from there. Yeah, I mean, you know, when I was a beat writer, I, I met a lot of these guys from like the day they were drafted. You know, we had a yeah. conference call and then they come to the ballpark and sign their contracts and they kind of have a familiarity with you. And of course, woo. Woo is right. Richie pounds <laughs> one to left center field, in or out, off the top of the wall. Richie with a ringing stand up double. I thought my play-by-play, woo. The, I think woo was, was perfect. I tell you, that's better than anything I've done the last seven years. <laughs> Two-out double by Jamie Ritchie. Woo! <laughs> Derek Fisher will be the batter. You know, they when, when people talk about play-by-play -play and teach play-by-play, -play, they always talk about, like, the... Like, it's just, it's just such a reaction. Sometimes that's the best play-by-play -play is when you just react, and that that's what we got there. Yeah. It's better to do that when you're on TV, though, when people are actually <laughs> yeah. watching along with you. So I say woo, and nobody knows what happened. Yep. How old are you again? <laughs> Five to nothing lead for the Astros. Fisher takes the first pitch in there for a strike. It was a breaking ball. Marisnik's on deck. Well, uh, I guess the biggest questions, and there's not many, who's going to be the fifth starter? And how's the, the bench going to round out for the Astros? I, any other topical things for you uh, that you want to find out
toward the end of spring training? Funny you should mention that. I have a story on Astros.com right now about my top five questions. And I the first one is who separates himself as the fifth starter. And my comment is don't sleep on Brad Peacock. I don't think we're talking about Brad Peacock enough because Josh James throws 100 miles an hour and was very good in his debut last year. And Framber Valdez, of course, was impressive. But Brad Peacock has done it. Um, he's been a starter, reliever, starter, reliever. He's just like, whatever. And I think that he's got a really good chance to get that. That's, that's the spot. best way to describe Pe Brad Peacock's mm -hmm. demeanor. Whatever. Yeah, absolutely. He's, he's a man of few words. He's pitching Thursday. One on one count to Fisher. Here's the pitch. It's a changeup. It's belted in the center, but playable. That's Ryan Lamar out there. And he just puts it away just above his cap for the third out of the inning. So that's it for the Astros. They don't score. They strand one. We'll go to the fifth inning with the Astros leading five to nothing. Allison Fitter, thanks so much for joining us. Thanks for having me, guys. You want to hear this ridiculous question we got on Twitter, Robert? Sure. The following is a production of Great News. Astros Radio turned my wife into a fan. Steve Sparks, Robert Ford. She doesn't really like baseball. Should I keep her? That is crazy. No, don't keep her. Robert Ford and Steve Sparks. That's ridiculous. Fielding your baseball questions. Dump her. The opinions of Steve Sparks do not reflect the opinions of the Houston Astros Radio Network. The Houston Astros. Doesn't like baseball. That's silly. Radio Network. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.